and it feels good to say these words. Welcome back to Don't Forget the Popcorn, the Dave and Wes movie podcast. Oh, after a week off, a week's hiatus. That was tough. Uh, family, family called, family stuff got in the way. Last week you, uh, you were gracious enough to be able to postpone. Uh, the listeners were gracious enough to uh, not come at us with flaming torches and pitchforks. But uh, we, we do appreciate the love. Uh, there was a, a couple of people like, where where's my popcorn? Where's my popcorn? So I'm your host, Dave McPeak, joined as always by Wes. Wes, have you been going through withdrawals? Have you been it's, all right, buddy? It's, uh, it feels weird to take a Anytime time we take these little breaks, Dave, you're, just, you're, you're antsy to get back into the studios here. So good to be back for sure. Get back talking movies. Uh, you know, we, we've been fortunate. We've... Got a couple more reviews up over the 50s now on Apple Podcasts. So uh, just to go through the rundown, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all those good platforms. Follow us on Facebook. We are getting more and more interaction, and it gets better and better every time. We love to hear from the listeners. We love to engage with all of you in that discussion. So make sure to follow us on Facebook at Michigan Podcasting Network. That's where we do all of the posting and where we do all of our interaction with the fans. You can also follow us on Twitter at DFTP. So don't forget the mo- uh, don't forget the popcorn movie pod. So at DFTP movie pod on Twitter. So interact with us. We want to get all of that interaction. We want to hear from all of you about the different movies, the hidden gems. We got a little bit of feedback yeah. going there. A couple people have uh, list, uh, watched some of those. Uh, I believe you watched one of my hidden gems, right? Yeah, snuck that, snuck one of yours in, and uh, an old big, big soap snuck a few of mine in too. I took home Fanboys, uh, so big shout to S- Matt Subchinsky there. Got a Fanboys watch in. I am a little upset that soap took. All of the hidden gems. I was hoping yeah, you'd bring know, me a couple. I went, to, I went to go bring you a few, and I'm like, oh, where's uh, I don't even have Dave's hidden gem to get, you know, to give back to him. I gave him all uh, to that's, Matt. So that's I all got... right. That's all right. Hey, the, the big soap's a big fan, so he gets uh, uh, some big rewards, I guess you could say, <laughs> with, with that. Uh, what'd you think? You watched Whiplash. What'd you think of it? Big fan, Dave. Yes. Two thumbs up from this guy. Or whoa, 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 whoa. three and a half buckets. There we go. There, there three we and go. a half buckets is what I'll give it. I mean, I was yeah. really Two surprised that. Up yeah, right? buckets. <laughs> <laughs> I was really surprised that I enjoyed a movie with that, uh, you, you know, with that not setting. Not your genre that, of music. Yeah, you know, just like a band movie, if you will, but not, not really. No. I almost don't want to put it in that. Sure. You know, be so careful. It, it feels grass. sports, yeah. right? I yes. Mean, it's, I think it's because we grew up watching Bobby Knight and grew up watching some of these hard-headed oh, coaches. J.K. Simmons played oh, that role too. He, perfectly. He yeah. earned that Oscar, uh, yeah. to say the very least. Uh, and I would tell him, good job, but there are no two worse language, <laughs> or two worse, worse words in the English <laughs> language than good job. Uh, speaking of Oscars, we were going to do it last week. We didn't get a chance. Did you watch the Oscars uh, telecast? Did you I get an did. Oscars watch it? What did you think? Up... You're not a big Oscars guy going into it. Did you like it? I did like it, actually. And it's something that I'll probably end up coming back to. The The no host aspect really didn't, I didn't you know, I thought no. it went fine, to be honest with you. The different, you know, the different people they had coming up to do a quick little bit. And sure. they introduced the next categories. Yeah, I actually thought it went really well. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed the Bradley Cooper uh Lady Gaga, little uh, especially since you, since you refuse to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, still and, no and, stars born here. Still, uh, still haven't watched it yet. And so <laughs> you know, it, it's it's. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I kind of gave a shout out on the last pod uh, that we had because it was before the Oscars. 
I got to go to my first Oscars party. I've never uh, been to an Oscars party before, and I'm going to tell you something, buddy. I loved every minute of yeah? it. Yeah? Uh, you, Did you it, dress it, up in, like, suit and ties? Are you going no, there, like, No, I mean, I, I, I'm sure some that. would. I'm sure <laughs> some would go the red carpet, but uh, a big shout-out to Eric Swanson, who's a listener to the pod, and, I mean, it was a blast. You're, you're sitting there for four and a half hours doing what we're doing here, just talking movies, and they had an Oscar pool where you're picking some of the winners. Oh, uh, the really? dish to pass had to be based on, like, uh, one of the movies. Ooh. So I struggled. Ooh, what was uh, who based the dish to pass around Green Book? Would you have there the like green, green bean casserole? Uh, no, what it was was it was just a bunch of green vegetables. Oh, okay. So they went Green Book. I went with chocolate covered pretzels, uh, not because Mallrats was on there, oh. but no, it was because. Uh, <laughs> no, no, stick with me. Stick with me. Uh, for Vice, because our uh, president, forty three choked on pretzels uh and i thought oh look go. at you and i thought that was kind of weak just bringing chocolate covered pretzels <laughs> so i brought these little chicken bites too but it was pretty cool there was a lot of really neat things uh and it was a lot of fun so i know we were texting back and forth maybe you know if this thing keeps getting bigger and bigger don't forget the popcorn watch party next year uh, I mean, live we, oscars uh, live pod? oscars we'll break it down maybe get some uh speakers going Maybe we do it at my neighbor Swanson's house. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and, Thanks you know, for having us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll make ourselves at home. We'll just be in the corner. Uh, we'll be the guys talking about how many buckets we gave Black Klansmen. So. <laughs> uh, but here we go. Let's get to it. Uh, we talked about it on the last pod. We wanted to get a little bit more engagement. So we said, let's do a gift card drawing uh, for people that shared out, for people that retweeted, and... We had some pretty good success. Now, I do want to fire our research guy because oh, our man. research guy said that we were going to give away a $10 gift card. Uh, they don't make it in $10 uh, denominations, only $25 denominations. <laughs> so, hey, it works for our listeners. They're getting a $25 gift card. So everybody that commented, shared, retweeted, or replied to that tweet goes into the drawing. We had some pretty a pretty good amount. I mean, I think for just getting started, we had 15 people that either shared, commented, retweeted, or, uh, you know, replied on that tweet. And the best nice. thing about it was a lot of it was our main fans, the people that have really built us up and have shared it all along. So it's going to be really cool to reward one of our, Heck you know, yes. loyal I listeners. I can't wait to see who and gets it. here's what it is. We had one random. We have John from Chicago, uh, oh, who wow. all of a sudden must have become a fan because he's retweeting our tweets like crazy. So maybe we're going to have to pay a little bit of yeah. shipping and handling costs. I'm heading out to Chicago in a couple of weeks. So, uh, John, Ooh. if you win, it I'll bring it out to it. It could yeah. be in a home. We'll, uh, hey. Don't forget the popcorn. We'll deliver the and card. We'll, we'll give you an autograph. <laughs> we'll give you an autograph. So here we go. Uh, we, we have it right here. We're, we're getting some video that we're going to put on Facebook. A $25 Fandango gift card coming at you. Wes, do the honors. All right, here we Pull go. Pull out Ooh. our winning Frozen envelope person, really and got. it is Dave McPeak. Uh, no. Mackenzie Ruthrop. Oh, there we Takes go. Takes it home. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, uh, great fan. Uh, no, her good husband. Duo to yeah, win. her yeah. husband, uh, Jack, has uh, gives us a big... You know, message after each one and kind of breaking down the pod. So I couldn't think of a, a better person to get that win and get that uh, gift card. So we will make sure to get that to you, Mackenzie. And 
uh, our daughters go to the, or, uh, our daughter goes to the same music class as her son. So hey, oh. there we go. Uh, maybe we'll we'll get it to her at the Upbeat Music get Academy. Get out to check Captain Mar- Captain Marvel this weekend. Is it this weekend? It is oh, this weekend. Wow. What a treat for you then. Not only what a treat, what a transition because we we uh, <laughs> now are getting to what this episode is all about. We thought because Captain Marvel is coming out this Friday. Also, Shazam right around the corner, a DC movie. Re-release? Oh, we'll talk about that. Not that Shazam. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and not only that, but a little uh, little movie called Avengers Endgame oh, coming at you April indie. Yeah. 26. A little indie film. Uh, it, it should be fun to see. Uh, you know, <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I was gonna go. I was gonna go we down. Gonna go with that one. I was gonna go. So many obscure <laughs> actors. Uh, it'll be really fun to see Ansel Elgort. Uh, you know, going out there, Baby Driver himself. Uh, the but, third finds is yeah, in it. Exactly. <laughs> there, there's the uh, weekly finds uh, mention that we see. So, we wanted to do a comic roundtable, and we know our comic book movies. We know them. We we've watched them all. We we could definitely talk about them. But when you're going to have a comic book movie extravaganza, you're bringing in the big guns. You are going to bring in the experts. And who better to bring in than uh, two guys that are English majors Mm -hmm. that bleed comic book ink out of their veins (laughs) that just love the lore. And what's going to be fun, you got your two every guys versus your two comic book snobs, and there should be a lot of good yin and yang. So we are welcomed once again. Our first second time guest appearance, our first recurring guest, Mr. Justin saying, Justin, how you doing tonight, buddy? We're so glad to have you be a part of the pod. Oh, I'm fantastic. Just uh, dusting off the old, <laughs> dusting off the old chair here oh, and ready it, to go. We, we, we left it open for you. We, we had the sign on it that said reserved for a one Justin Sayan, former family video employee. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but just bringing in Justin wouldn't be enough. This is a comic book extravaganza. We're bringing it all to you. We're, we're bringing another English major in here. We're bringing in Mr. Ben Wheland. Ben Wheland knows his comic books, loves his comic books, and is going to be able to really discuss the comic book movies with us to a T. So, Ben... Uh, you are not here in person. You are here digitally through Skype, but I think we, we have it all the uh, kinks ironed out, and I think it's going to sound pretty good. So how you feeling tonight, Ben? I feel good. This is um, some sort of show that you guys do for your uh, wives and girlfriends, correctly? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... Honestly, it's just for ourselves. I just like listening to myself. Uh, this is how I like to go to school every morning to listen to me and Wes. Uh, usually, I, I, I think... I, I listen to about five, seven. You're trying to get our listen times. Well, I like absolutely. it. Absolutely, absolutely. Every listen counts. <laughs> absolutely, it does. But no, hey, we're we're so glad to have you be a part of it, and it should be a lot of fun. So we want to get you prepared for these comic book movies. But when you look at it, and, and I know some people are like, "Yeah, I'm not really into the comic book movies." Well, guess what, guys? You're in the minority. Because I did a little research coming into this. Dave's tidbits. Dave's yeah, tidbits. The the McBits. <laughs> the if you McBits. Will. The so uh, like when tidbits. you when you ooh, I like it. <laughs> when you look at the top twenty grossing movies of all time, the mm-hmm. top twenty of all time, out of those twenty, I want I want your number first. How many do you think are comic book movies? Out of twenty? Out of the top I'm I'm talking all time. We're talking E. T. Titanic. Avatar. Oh, wow. We're talking about we're gross, talking, right? We're talking gross 
Not to, not worldwide, domestic. I want Wes. Right. Your guess first. I feel like it's going to be way higher than this. Five. Five. Okay, not bad. Let's see. Saying your guess on this point. You're going to go. You know six. what? I'm going to one dollar. Two bits. Um, no, I'm going to. You know, I'm going to go with a solid Good callback. I'm going to go with eight. Eight. Uh, Mr. Wheeland. Let me think. Uh, you're going to have Avengers, Black Panther, Thor, Ragnarok. Maybe one of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Oh, yeah. I would have thought that, too. Mm. So you're along the... the Dark Knight. I'll say five. Ooh. So you, you kind of got going there at the end. Great minds, buddy. Uh, everybody pretty close. Six of the top 20 grossing movies of all time. No. Should have went with the six. No, here's the thing. If we would have went to 50, I, I stopped because the number, I would say it's close to half. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? Is when you go 50. Yeah, it starts going up exponentially mm-hmm. after that. But right? here we go. The third grossing movie of all time, Black Panther. Fourth, uh, Infinity War. Seven, The First Avengers. Ten, Dark Knight. Sixteen, Age of Ultron. Seventeen, Dark Knight Rises. I'm surprised at Spider-Man. I forgot about Age of Ultron because it was terrible. Yeah, we'll get to that. Hold on, we'll we'll get to the uh, personal. Terrible. uh, We'll get to the personal (laughs) stuff here in a second. But so that's where I I understand some people are like, ah, the comic book movies aren't my cup of tea. But hey. We're, we're talking to the masses here, and we want to get people ready. We're, we're getting, we're creeping up to summer blockbuster season here. But Captain Marvel looks fantastic. That comes out Friday. We'll talk about that a little bit more. So we already kind of got to it. Uh, let's go to the guy not in the room first. Let's, let's give the listeners a, a feel for what they're dealing with here. Uh, we kind of want to set it out. We want people to know who they're dealing with, what type of snobbery uh, is going to be here. So, uh, Ben, what's your personal favorite comic book movie up to date? So I I want to clarify my previous comments because I was, I did a lot of um, like pulling the crowd for this uh, podcast. And Age of Ultron was like number three on my girlfriend's list. And we had a pretty long talk about it. So three? Like, like a talk of like, should we still be together talk? <laughs> or? I, 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 like... It's, there are no it's strings on this relationship. It's the best voice acting of any of those movies. Um, it like it has virtues. The bad guy is actually good. Like the oh no, I was thinking of Civil War. I was thinking of Sokovia, man. Um, but uh, anyway, my favorite, my favorite Marvel movie because the right answer is The Dark Knight, and it's not. Ah, really yeah, I agree. Favorite Marvel movie is uh, Winter Soldier. That's, and it's that's also fair. not relatively close. Black Panther is probably the one I would discuss at number two as being the clo- like the one that I'd I'd listen to arguments about. Winter Soldier's uh, build as a spy thriller. It, they got a new fight coordinator for that one, and it really shows through in the first scene where Captain America's uh, kicking butt on the boat. Um, oh yeah, boy, it's George Saint Pierre there. Yeah, it is. It is yeah, the yes, exactly. And uh, it's got the. Um, the the least amount of we have to make flying look cool, which I think is a weakness of the Marvel series. Like, it's hard to make people flying around, like, against a blank background look cool. And Captain America, the Winter Soldier, does not have to do that very often. That's a good point. There is a lot I more, uh, like, in-ground action. So, Winter Soldier, can't go wrong with that so no, we, we like to go to uh, our guests first. We're, we're a chivalrous podcast. So, Mr. Sane, your favorite comic book movie. Oh, I got to tell you, man. You almost got to say favorite with 
I'll yeah. say in Dark Knight, by the way. I mean, that's I, thing. I, I feel well, like that's well, like, well, uh, that's, there's gonna, Dark Knight. We're going to pause. We're going to pause right now. Well, you already put, you already yes, muting me? I'm pausing, yes. <laughs> because, here we go, because this is already getting brought up, so we will get to your personal favorite. Let's skip Do you saying. consider <laughs> The Dark Knight a comic book movie? I because do I don't a comic know. Book movie, but this is the this is the issue. It doesn't feel like the Marvel universe. It doesn't feel like anything else. DC. I know it's DC. I know it's based on that. But like with Christopher Nolan going over that. I mean, you could Dark Knight is got shades of Heat. That opening scene. Oh, yeah, you, absolutely. You look does. at the bank robber. And nice. oh, it's an homage. But nice. the, Ooh, good it point. is. But yeah. but the Joker. Nolan, dude, when he... you look at Joker, the way that he plays it, he plays it so. So more real. It's like grounded in reality. It's not the over-the-top Mark Hamill from the animated series. It's it's not even the Jack Nicholson Joker. It's it's more of a deranged sociopath that just I don't know. I mean, was I, this the was that was the Dark Knight the first type of comic book movie, if you will, that put it in like almost into a reality type setting where we're uh, like Keaton, your Burtons and stuff. It was kind of a fantasy world. This right? is where this is where I'm going to take it to Dark a, Knight. To a I felt place. like was just. Like, hey, this could yeah. happen in Detroit, kind it of thing. Could. And let's, that's let's what they meant to do. He's got thoughts. The thing is, he's got things to say. That <laughs> movie is, it represents a. And I'm gonna get slightly political, well, but let's I'm gonna instantly it, back out. It's post 9/11. If oh, you want to think sure. about yeah, it like that, you know, you go to let's say Spider-Man, the 2001 Sam Raimi, even Spider-Man 2. You get these iconic images that are kind of thrown in there for flair, where you get. Spider-Man flying in, landing on the American flag as though he's yeah, Superman. Flying away. And, that, yeah. and, and they throw that in there, and that's there's something different to that, that sure. feel. It's, it's more comic book to me. You can see a splash panel of that. But when you start moving into a movie like The Dark Knight, like you say, it's, it's more of a Christopher Nolan film than a Batman or DC film because I don't get a lot of... The main thing for me with Batman that gets washed out a lot is heart. Yeah, Batman cares a lot. You know, you we'll get into this when I start talking about Marvel versus DC and how I feel as though DC's responded to Hollywood as much as Marvel's responded to Hollywood. But if we're talking about my favorite comic book movie of all time, oh, good transition. You know, I oh, yeah, I like to think about it in terms of when I read comic books, when I. You know, and there should be a lot of honorable mentions out there for the DC animated movies, by the way. But oh hell yeah, what right, I will say the is animated podcast the here. the first <laughs> the first superhero movie that really brought all that together for me is the Avengers. The first Avengers movie was hands down for me. You know, it's really easy to have a movie where you have Spider Man fights the Green Goblin. You have a movie where Batman fights the Riddler in Two-Face. You know, there's all these movies out there, but that one, they brought a whole host of people together. And something about Marvel being able to share time among all those characters and still bring in the comedic elements that you get in comic books almost across the board mm -hmm. regularly. Want to get shawarma. You want to get shawarma. <laughs> that was one of the coolest things that I had ever seen. Um, like, as, a, as an end credit kind of thing. Yeah. Like, and, you know, I would... I think about it in terms of blockbuster. I think about it in terms of grand scale and awe. And I like where Ben said that, you know, it's hard to have people fly around and make that interesting because you do get a lot of CGI, but if any movie did it well Heck yeah. with their first shot out the dark, Joss Whedon killed it there. Yeah, I I don't have any qualms with that. And it is, I think it was a good 
transition to, to talk about that because I, I think everybody's right, and I think Ben was right when he said it. We're probably going to go around the table and would have all said Dark Knight. Yeah. But I think you almost have to throw it out because of like what we said. It doesn't feel like your prototypical comic book movie, and I, I'm, I think we'll get into this discussion in a little bit, but uh, we, it probably does start with that Sam Raimi Spider-Man. I feel like that's really what kicks off this current generation hmm, of sure. comic book movies. We'll get into that here in a second, but I, I'm curious on Wes's. Uh, well, it's taking the taking the Dark Knight out, and this is going to be a... I'm sticking with Batman. It's the original... I mean, I guess it's not the original, because Adam no. West was... I was... Michael Keaton's first Batman, for me, will always be, for, for whatever reason, that movie has always stuck out, and I absolutely love it. It's going to remain at the I top of the list. I already know what it is. The I only reason it is, is the... Uh, your, uh, my number one. Yeah, it might, might have to God. be that. So the, the Jack it has to be Palance? the most quotable the, the movie. You want to punch a guy with glasses now, would you? <laughs> <laughs> what did they get a load of me? Kim oh. Basinger and maybe uh, don't let's not forget about Kim. I mean, at that age, you know, as guys, it, everybody loved Kim Basinger. What, I feel like it definitely <laughs> gave me a reason to rewatch Eight Mile. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Party Man playing in my head right now. Exactly. <laughs> that's I. I, I that's mean, so for me, the, the Keaton Batman, it's really so I mean, groundbreaking at yeah. that time too there really wasn't much else like that uh in 89 i thought i'd like the second burton batman and i know i, I wish he would have had a chance to you know do his trilogy as opposed to passing it on and i forget who picked it up but you know it kind of we had about well, what, three Joel bad, schumacher yeah. yeah schumacher we had some tough ones there i know sand was a huge uh, no. fan of the riddler and uh ice you know well, schwarzenegger i so think it all broke down if you want to get you like your adam west i you mean love, that you was love the, the kiss from a rose version of that. <laughs> you love a kiss from a rose uh, no, i i think see that's, a lot of this yeah it's <laughs> I, also a very interesting pick so we're we're all going to be over the, all over the map here because mine is the one that gets it really, I think, started uh, in terms of what you were just referring to. I'm going to go original Iron Man. I'm going to yeah. go with the thing that kicked mm. off the MCU. What so a good movie. Yeah. Oh, Phase one. Just rewatched Outside it. Of the yes. villain, that movie is front to back. I, so, I agree. I didn't like the villain, no. and I didn't like Bridges. I've got stuff which to is, talk about which that. Which is nuts. You, you think like Jeff Bridges? You love I, the I dude. Think like he and, did that good of a job as the uh, no as him. Okay, good. Whew, I was yeah, worried about slandering the dude. It just felt uh, it felt a little weird. That I mean, changed the tide in a big way. I think. Well, this is where because Vicky and I we we started this because she's only watched. I think really only the Phase 1 movies, and they've been a long time. Uh, I'm watching them all as they come out. I'm mm -hmm. catching, I would say, 90% in movie theaters. Some slip through the cracks. Uh, but uh, I'm, I've watched them all. So I, the, the, all the MCU movies I've watched. So it's been a lot of fun. We've decided to go and do it timeline-wise, yeah. not chronologically. So we actually watched Captain America first, mm -hmm. yeah. and then Iron Man. Uh, so we're actually through all of Phase 1. We just watched The Avengers, and we're... Halfway through because she'll, I mean, she, yeah. she has to wake up earlier than I, so she'll usually fall asleep halfway through a movie. So we're right now halfway through Thor, Dark World, and oh, uh, I know. Hold on. Good no, but no, we're still watching everything. We're still watching everything. Uh, and when we look at Iron Man, it, it was such a risk. I remember when that movie came out, people were worried it was going to flop. If yeah. you ever remember, Robert Downey Jr. is not the Robert Downey Jr. we know now as this megastar. He was fresh he out was of fresh all out of being these strung out. rehab. Like U.S. Marshals was the last uh, one we seen him, and maybe something before. That. No, I I, that like was that was about Marshalls it. And then he had a horrible stretch where he was getting arrested. He had the the issues, but he got himself cleaned up. 
and then you you give it to the guy who directed Swingers and Alf. Uh, really, Genius he, he's the one. And then yeah, Favreau because <laughs> I think it shows what he did is he brought a ton of humor to it. Yes, yeah. he did. And then you could have envisioned Robert Downey Jr. as it before. It's like how is he a superhero? And now like he's inseparable from Tony Stark. He yep. is Iron Man. He is Tony Stark. So mm-hmm. I really love just as much as like Hugh Jackman is to a Wolverine. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But I, I do think I, I like Iron Man is my personal favorite just because it kicks off this. I, I don't know if it's the best. I don't think it is. I, I do think when you look at just how great the storyline is, I, I think Ben's onto Ben's something Winter with Winter Soldier. Soldier yeah. No, for is, sure. Uh, amazing and there's there's better ones after but just personal favorite because the nostalgia and boy does it hold up when you go back and watch it yeah uh and what's really cool so far about going back and watching all of these is knowing where they're going uh and knowing where this journey is ending up and kind of seeing the starts of it and seeing the little the little easter eggs uh that are put in there that these guys had a plan uh these guys knew what they were doing Crazy to me. Now, do you wonder going watching it according to the timeline? And I was curious about this. If because obviously Iron Man came out first, then they had the end credits uh, scenes. Yeah. Do watching it in the timeline? Do those end credit scenes? Are they? Is that going to mess up? No. Anything fits. when you watch? It? No. Okay, no, I was it fits perfectly. Actually, uh, it, it fits right the way that it should. The only one that it did mess up is at the end of. Captain America, because that's when they did the uh, trailer for Avengers. Uh, because Captain America came oh, out right before Avengers. Yeah. That was the end credit scene. So that was about the only one that didn't really hold up, because like, oh, yeah, I'm going to yeah, be watching I, that. I so the next film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, let's let's go on to uh, the next thing then, because we've been kind of getting at this. We, we talked about the behemoth that the comic book movies have become. Like, well, I'm kind of curious on the evolution of it. And this is where I think you guys are really going to be able to come in. Uh, you know, we, we talk, you know, Wes talked about the 1989, the Tim Burton Batman. But I, I brought up the Sam Raimi 2001 uh, Spider-Man, which at the time I think was the first uh, $100 million opening mm-hmm. weekend uh, and really turned some heads. So, like, Ben, I'll kick this over to you. What, what do you kind of feel has been the evolution of comic movies where they used to be for nerds and now it's, I mean, everybody's watching Everyone, them. yeah. Jeez. Um, I sorry you you mentioned uh the Sam Raimi Spider Man's and that you. one it threw me off because uh Spider Man Two was like one of my favorite movies for oh, yeah. a very long time. Yeah, it was hard for um, me not to make that my favorite. Sure. Yeah, and uh, you know what? I want to throw this to Justin first because I I I kind of feel like every time Justin says something about comic movies, it like it modifies my take on it a little bit. <laughs> well, so, thank right. you very much. So go ahead, buddy. His favorite comic movie oh, is Evil Dead 2. Oh, in terms of this? Uh, what's the question? I was waiting for you to answer something. I was just going to play off of it. No, yeah, no. What, what, what is this? The chivalry ball? <laughs> well, here? if we're talking oh, about general discussion of movies. Right? Well, like, yeah, I, well, it's just like, the evolution of it. Like, it goes from being something like... Uh, Batman was pretty mainstream. Obviously, it made a ton of money, the, the Tim Burton one. But, like, how have we got to this point where... Uh, you throw out a comic book movie, it's Richard gonna Donner. make it's gonna make at least eighty million. Do you think it was the it's Superman? A I'm gonna tell you it was Richard Donner. It's even Green and Lantern I think one made of the, money. Yeah, the yeah, biggest that's... things about a Richard Donner 
Superman. Who's Richard Donner? Richard Donner <laughs> is so the Superman movie came out like like are we talking one of the reindeer? Seven? Could that, no, that's <laughs> Donner. Yeah. That's Donner. <laughs> that's Donna Summers. Um, no, Richard the Donner Christopher Reeves is the director Superman? of the yes. very okay. first Christopher Reeve Superman. Gene Hackman um, as your uh, Lex yeah. Luthor. Now there's a lot Some of differences between Superman and whatever it was that they put on the screen for that. But what you get, you get these grand scenes of him flying. Which was almost unheard of at the time, but the score. You guys talk Whoa. about Ooh, score nice. nonstop. And who was the composer? Hans Zimmer. I don't know. No, it's John Williams. John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the you answer. Don't know, you, oh, oh, yes, you do. Zimmer. You say John Williams, and you're probably going to be right. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, but no, I think that you know things like music. Like if I hear that Superman theme song dun, playing, or if dun, I think dun, Superman dun, dun, in general, that's just dun, what I hear. Dun, yeah. Dun. Yeah. And you gotta finish it. And you have to finish it. You have to finish it. But like I think that you look from a place like that where it's like a general introduction to what Superman is for a mass audience. And you get to like a movie like Spider-Man, where we've grown a lot and you get to this point where if you look at the first Spider-Man movie with Raimi, there's a lot of flaws in it, but it's like Shakespearean style storytelling. Spider-Man needs to have a lot of tragedy and they start in introducing that. And then you you know you get to points like where you have like I say the the Avengers movie where you're not fleshing out individual characters anymore, you're fleshing out teams. X Men did this pretty well with Brian Singer in that first one. Granted, it just kind of focused on Wolverine sure. and it made everybody else a little bit into the background. But I think that you got to go from Donner, where it's all about spectacle, to introducing an actual set of story to give the audience so that they can think about stuff. And then you have where we're at now with, like, Endgame. You know, the first Avengers is just a small blip on the radar when you look at how many characters were in Infinity War. Rewatching yeah. the first Avengers, it's, like, I just rewatched it this week, yeah. and it's like, boy, where's it's it's not as crowded as it is now. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, not saying it bad one way or no. the other. It's just crazy how that very first one, you're like, ah, oh, there's just a couple of them in there, and... Now, you, you know, you shift gears to the latest one, and yeah, we got, you know, we're following 20 different people, and then a whole, it, it's just, yeah, it's a lot. It's a huge shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, I'm, I think the evolution is pretty cool because I think you touched on something really interesting is it's, it's got to be a good story. And clearly the source material with comic books, I mean, you have lore upon lore that you can pull from. You have different sets of, you know, the, the stories that you can pull from, too. And there's different sagas that you can pull from, hence the Dark Knight and then and other iterations of Batman, Superman, whatever you want to go with. But uh, what I'd like, obviously, it's the action and it's the special effects. But you can't just throw out whatever you want and think that you're going to have a hit. Because Green, Ultra. Green Lantern is a great Ugh. example of that. Well, DC is showing and, us with every movie they put out that you but, can't just throw something out yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of it, it's not it's not always just a guarantee. Like, you're going to have a good opening weekend. But you look at that now. What kind of staying power do you expect to get from it? But how, how in the world did a superhero movie with Ryan Reynolds at the kind of still at his very popular, oh, yeah. not absolutely. Make it. And now you look at it, and I mean, it's because they they tried to make him be something that he's not, and then in Deadpool they oh, make him they be let him exactly be. what he they is, just, and look what happens. Let him be you. Magic, magic. It's, I hate that at the time. This is almost going to be embarrassing to say, so mark this down because I might want you to edit it out. <laughs> but when they were first coming out with Green Lantern, I'm like, yeah, but, you know, the digitized suit that might not be a bad idea. 
Oof, boy, yeah. did that not age well. well I mean, no. you, you figure it. You get excited. You see these movies are being talked about. and uh, Especially at that time. You were, like, I don't, I'm not sure when that came out. But it didn't, like, you were looking for something a little bit more crisper in a suit, I guess. Green Just, Lantern is awesome as a character. You go back and read, I don't know, like, they the can do books, it again. It was the Green Lantern <laughs> core. Yeah. But you know what really killed it for me in that one? You And this is going to be, it, it sounds mundane. But you look at some of the things that Green Lantern in that film brought to fruition. So he's got willpower, right? That's the green, that's the uh-huh. ring. He can bring anything that's in his mind to physical reality. And he's bringing in, like, a big fist, like an yeah, uh, uh, anti-aircraft like a, gun. There's so like many a things he can do. track or something, too. Just, yeah, yeah, that was I bad don't stuff. Know. It was I, just bad decision. I didn't even watch it because this of all the... This is a character that has mopped the floor with... With Superman several times. Yeah! And they Which is like crazy to say. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of going along those lines, then what, what, do you, what do you think, Ben? What do you think has been the true evolution, or what do you think makes comic book movies as popular as they are? Well, I think that they're our generation's version of Star Wars. Oh, what a good, what a good comparison. Um, I think that's a great call. It's the stories that you told yourself growing up. I mean, you can see it, especially in the way when, uh, both on our group chat and then in this podcast, when Justin starts going, like, he sounds like the smartest 11-year-old. Thank you. You know, like, (laughs) but with with the backing of, um, you know, like, literary criticism and everything, Justin, uh, that... (laughs) That is, um, this, it's a kid telling you his favorite stories and that's how I get too. Um, and I think that's where the resonance comes from. Um, as well as I think there is, uh, Marvel very specifically has done a really good job on, uh, dialogue writing. Yes. Um, I'm thinking very specifically to the first Avengers movie when, uh, Mark Ruffalo discloses that his secret is that he's always angry. Oh, yes. And that's just a, like, we'll a greatest gift. Oh, yeah. Line. And my brother's favorite line from that movie is when uh, Captain America says uh, that the the carrier appears to run on some sort of electricity. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, Robert Downey says, well, you're not wrong. Like, that's absolutely perfect. And, and the, Good the secret to Star Wars is that it's the ultimate kids movie that appeals to adults. And I think the best of the yeah. comic book movies do that too. With again, the notable exception of the dark Knight. Uh, almost, almost anything. Right. I, I, I think a lot of these successful movies, I think that's such a good way of putting it is kids movies that appeal to adults because Pixar's built an empire on it. Yeah. Disney is starting to do exactly that. Where when you go back and look at old, older Disney, like there's, still enjoyable for adults but it's definitely more aimed at kids whereas now you can sit down and watch uh, a toy story 3 and you're laughing at stuff because oh, there's toys that you haven't seen since the the mid 80s when old uh speak and say comes out uh, with that little boy yes, saying, it's i just, love the throwback toys it's it's fantastic so i, I think that is a, a really oh yeah i think it's a really good point to to make it that way and i also think it's always seeing something that you haven't seen before. And I think the big thing, and we're going to get into this, and, and we can start transitioning to it right now, is that's what the MCU is. And what I mean by you haven't seen it before, like we haven't seen a movie-making 
effort where it ties in like this, where it's just, we've seen it in TV, you've seen it maybe uh, in like the show Wait, Lost, where there's just like all these Easter eggs and they're building to something bigger at the, towards the end. But I mean, it's like when you think of how many, you, you have to sign all these actors to multi, you know, picture deals yeah. and you, know, you have to really decade. plan out the storyline. This is, it really plays after watching these movies. Obviously they feel like movies, but at the same token, it feels like you're binging a Netflix series. Yeah. That's exactly uh, what it feels and like. And it's different. Like that's, we haven't seen that in movies where you go back to Star Wars. I mean, people loved it because you never saw something like that up to that point. And I wonder how much of it is there. And that's where, so you look at the storyline, you look at everything why let, let's get right into it the the marvel versus dc uh and oh, you, you wow. look taking at, the gloves right yeah, off okay yeah. because when you look at and, and we're going to throw out the dark knight because uh yeah obviously it's the batman and the whole nolan's i think throw the, it's, nolan's. it's a nolan movie it's not a superhero movie. yeah and and these are the experts oh, say separate podcast yeah uh, yeah absolutely <laughs> that's that's like a bucket list the podcast. nolan appreciation yeah, it's a bucket probably list will podcast. so when we look at we're, when we talk DC movies for our people that maybe aren't uh, into the comic books as much, I mean DC and you guys correct me if I'm wrong here. DC has the better lineup of heroes, right? I mean they have Batman, Superman, uh, they got Wonder Woman. I mean I, I think when most people argue, like when people even argue the comics, and you you guys know more than I do, but I feel like most people like DC comics more. Am I correct with that, or is that a personal uh, opinion? I think it would be personal, but I want to see Ben. I want to hear what he's got on this one. Well, DC has the greatest comic book series of all time in the Sandman. Oh, buddy, buddy, buddy. What a beautiful. So, is that a superhero I've never heard of? Yeah, Punch Out, I think, is when. The Sandman was a Silver Age superhero um, that DC wanted to reboot in the late 80s or early 90s. A uh, young writer named Neil Gaiman, who you guys might know, he's getting kind of oh, famous now. He wrote uh, that one song, G- Gainem style. So he wrote. Oh, um, you show respect to Neil Gaiman, sir. <laughs> yeah, he wrote American Gods, and he wrote um, uh, Good Omens. That's coming out uh, very soon Ooh, on Amazon, right? Yeah, and uh, free plug. Pay us Amazon. They, <laughs> they re. Uh, packaged the character uh as a, a sort of different thing and anyways um neil gaiman became the or gaiman became the first uh author of a comic book to win a pulitzer prize for short literature and then they changed the rules of the pulitzer prize the year later uh to not allow uh short literature to be considered if it was a comic book after that so um it's weak sauce it's, it's really good it's uh, really good. And it's not really a comic book almost as much as it is like what, graphic just this novel amazing it, novel. It's 10 volumes it's, of just It's definitely the, the one all that, over the um, place. that gave you the graphic novel connotation. For huh. sure. So how come this is never, how come this 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 Sandman, if you will, how come this it's, is never It like, would be uh, incredibly difficult to bring that to a mainstream audience, especially in film, because... He goes like the you know you talk about the Pulitzer You're Prize. You're able to do Doctor Strange. You go into he does a well. Sandman travels through different realities in a sense. So he his you might, his, you might say the his sands of time. Yeah, sands of the hourglass. He's he's like the embody. He's the personification of dream, of the dream world. He goes. He talks to Batman. He goes to he, he his his. You could always call him his best friend is William Shakespeare, who he revisits. Oh, Bill? Hey, Dad, I don't know. Is it's, that a Bill Shakespeare over it's, there? It's, it's a tough run-through if you don't have the time to devote to it, but it's fantastic. 
So, uh, well, it's interesting because you get that devotion, but then you look at the movies, and I don't know if there's many people that are going to die on the mountain of DC when it comes no. to the movies. I sure uh, will which not. Which is a shame. And uh, it's just crazy. I mean, how do you mess up Superman so often? Uh, you know, how do you how do you take Batman? Like, you get is the movie. Suicide Squad DC? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Did you like Suicide no. Squad? No. I refuse to watch no. it. I've never That's seen Whelan it. Whelan loves it. Shut off his mic. It's <laughs> like <laughs> so, oh silence, no, nothing, no nothing, comment from yeah. Ben. That's weird. It was, it was um, that 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 story was flawed from the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's the problem that DC the universe was flawed from the beginning. Is that so? Again, I don't mean to make Harley this a Neil Gaiman uh, plugging podcast, but there was a um, Neil Gaiman said when he was uh, initially writing the Sandman, he called. Uh, his handler at DC and was like, Hey, like I need to put in a uh, scene where the Sandman's going to, or someone's going to masturbate. And the uh, DC executive informed him that that doesn't happen in the DC universe. And he said, okay. And then he said that, well, that's, that's the whole difference between the DC and the Marvel universe is it's, it's, it's completely whitewashed. Like there's not enough gray in the DC universe to put a film narrative up. And the first time it was introduced, Christopher Nolan made $170 million in one weekend. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is weird because... Like, look at Deadpool and how well yeah. that did for just an yep. absolutely low... That was a low-budget film. Super low-budget movie, yeah. And that... Well, and I'm wondering how much radar. more... I wonder how much more we're going to transition towards the more adult fare because I, I know this is ho- wholly separate and it's not really Marvel or DC, but I'm really excited to see the Watchmen come into HBO. It'll be uh, interesting. The movie was not good. I was going to uh, say, I, I mean, it's yeah. Zack Snyder once again. Oh, yeah. Uh, when, when you do that, but I love the graphic oh, that novel. was Zack Snyder? Yeah, yeah it was. Had a, had a couple tough goes for the Zacksters. It was just, the whole ending was different from the ending of the yeah. book. I don't know, and granted, it was going to be difficult to make a huge monster take over, like, New York City and yeah. put it on screen. Well, they did but, it in Avengers. Uh, no, I, yeah, well, you would end up with that. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> but it's just, it's odd that it just doesn't seem to work out. And I, I think you kind of said it when Ben was talking there, and... It felt like DC rushed. It you know, felt like it felt like they saw what Marvel was doing and they had to be like, we got to get in on this money train. Hey, you see? Look what those boys over at Marvel are doing. <laughs> you see? Give me Superman on the phone. And see that? Sorry, I don't, I don't know I, why. I don't, I don't know why my movie executive was from the 1920s. That's like, exactly how I picture all studio that's executives. That's the That's Mr. Warner <laughs> brother himself, <laughs> Jack Warner himself on the horn. And I think there's no doubt they rushed it. But what I want to know is why? Why did they feel the need to have to match up with them when they could? So uh, uh, Marvel's on this their timeline. Yeah. That's probably going to end what? In, Next couple years? Never. It could end on April 26th. I, I don't think it's going to end. It's called it's End Game. Why wouldn't DC slow roll and have a whole, continue to build this momentum off of the comic, slow roll all your storyline and have it go seven years after Marvel does? I would Completely love to jump in right here. Yes. I, I, you know, I wrote, down, I wrote down two <laughs> things. And with Marvel, I wrote down patience and courage. For DC, I wrote down fear and force, and I'm going to tell you why. You look at courage, right? Robert Downey Jr., we just talked about this with Iron Man. Courage. Bringing it back to We Brought Zoo. But no, you got 
Iron Man, right? So yep. they knew that they had this long oh, thing. That call. phase one is a few years long. I mean, and think about it. We were 10 years in going into Endgame now. Do you think they pulled a plug on phase one if Iron Man bombs? I yes. think they do. I think that they do. I think it just lies off. They were really nothing. close to being out of money, man. But the yeah, one thing yeah. that you said that was, big that gamble, was absolutely, a huge, right, it's Trish. a huge gamble. You brought in Robert Downey Jr., who was way in the dark end. But you bring in John Favreau, and the thing that you said was dialogue. You yeah. look at Swingers. Oh, you look at money, baby. You look at your all money. these movies, and he Honestly. handles the way people converse with one another. Flawless. Yeah. Yes. You almost say Downey Jr. and uh, you know Vince Vaughn. I mean, if you you know, I mean, reaching I here, but oh, you I know, can see the, the comparisons Vaughn and the cadence, Favreau, the way they yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's yes. you know, it's it, it worked out really well, but it took time. I mean, they had to go through Iron Man, which succeeded. They had Edward Norton playing the Incredible Hulk, and then there was a huge fallout there. They had to bring in a whole new Incredible Hulk. Because he wanted yeah. a final cut or something, wasn't there? Yeah, that was he a wanted to change the script but and do this. But he was almost turns out way Norton too big. hard to work with. Yeah, oh, yeah. weird. Shocker. <laughs> he weird. is way too big for this. He was way like, too big for that. These are like B, B plus yeah. guys yeah. beforehand. At the time, kind of thing. At the time and you're right. Ed was an A plus. I mean, that's your top all these All these guys got their name, I think, from... These movies, right? Yeah, I mean, I Chris mean, Evans was really nothing before that. Well, like, were I know stars, he was in, but were they? Yes, were they were the A-list. A-list. No. Yeah, I yeah, mean, like you're always in a like if you oh all right, Chris Evans and you're it's not who's Chris Hemsworth yeah. and now look at who he Hulk is. Hulk Hogan. You brought true. in a complete no name. Well, not a complete. Thor was no so name, good he made his brother terms, famous. Th- th- that's <laughs> what I'm saying. But like, think about Thank you, that. But with DC, you know, you bring up you know what what ruined it with DC. They they succeeded with the Dark Knight. And they made all this money, and I think it goes to the fact that Marvel owns Hollywood, while DC is more or less owned by Hollywood. You know, you, you they start throwing out these big budget things, and I'm just going to jump into it now. Whoever runs DC killed Batman. And that's why I can't see the DC franchise moving forward, because they brought in an older Batman... And then they made him kill people with guns, nonetheless, which is like his number one big no-no thing. And the direct, like Zack Snyder talked about it, his his argument was, well, it's if they die off screen or if they die as a result of, yeah, but Batman's the smartest yeah. human on the DC platform, period, bar none, in a big way. And you're gonna tell me that Batman can't, the the world's biggest strategist can't figure out that if he shoots guns at a car that explodes that that dude's not gonna die and then you go from that where he just now i will say that the fight scene in batman vs superman is sick but no it's sick horrible sick well i hated it without without the killing without the killing get the martha out of here but when i will well no no, i mean i mean when he's saving martha when he's going in and he's having that big fight he throws the box at the guy i thought you meant the the one where no that was terrible they were they this like they set it up where because of Man of Steel. There's no which, motive for any of that. Well, they set it up like just Bruce Wayne hates him because he sees what he's done because they're tearing apart Metropolis and all these people. And then he's built up this grudge. He spent all Mom? of these years researching. And then Mom? it becomes, Martha, what did, you, what did you say? Yeah, exactly. Martha! <laughs> but then you take that like, Oh, really? That, so, oh, wait. No. Let me tell you a story about my best oh, friend. Man. Her but name you go is Martha. from that, and then you go to Justice League, where he's a goof. Yeah. He is a straight-up goof. You go back and watch Justice League, and he plays the fool role for more than half of that movie, and there's no room 
in my DC universe for a foolish Batman. Well, what, I think I heard Benny Hill yeah, use yeah, as he was as the Batmobile was flying around. But DC really see that. I think DC's got to be careful with because we're moving on from Ben Affleck now. You don't want to do what you're doing to Superman and start changing Batmans every three years and have a different guy. I think they really got to... Spider-Man. I I mean, did it though? Because those movies... I mean... Spider-Man 3. I enjoyed the Garfield the Garfield I did too. ones. I, did I thought not they like all the were fine. I hated the Garfields. Of all hated the Spider-Mans, them. I thought 3 obviously Spider-Man. was terrible. All the Spider-Mans, Phil Spider-Man. Spider-Man <laughs> 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 3 was terrible. I didn't mind the Garfields. Garf- Garfield or Garfield? It's like Garfield. Andrew okay. Garfield. And then obviously he also Holland hates Mondays. I'm going to call him Garfield. That's fair. <laughs> he'll he'll uh, web-sling some lasagna into his mouth every so often. Uh... I, it's an interesting point, Ben. I, we want to give you the floor here, buddy, because I know we've been we're, we're, it's getting heated here with this Marvel DC. What what is your big takeaway from the the comparison of the movies that we've seen so far? Um, just with with regards to Marvel versus DC. Yeah, like I mean, the quality. What do you think in terms? Of, I mean, do you are you in the minority? Do you think that the DC movies are better? Are we? Are we just reading? Things <laughs> you can almost wrong. hear him scoffing right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no. I. I. I do think that they uh, have. I think Justin nailed it on the head. I don't know that I have anything really to add to that. Uh, they suffered from a uh, paralyzation of vision, and they. Uh, they didn't realize they. They caught lightning in a bottle with Chris Nolan. And they thought they caught a business plan oh, in a bottle. That's a good. Point. I love that. That's a great way to phrase that. Yeah, you think that's your cash cow, and maybe that's what made them rush things because it's a it's a shame. This is, I guess, this is the question I wanted to ask too. When we look at casting, do you think we're gonna? This isn't getting to that part yet, but like, do you feel like DC has made the right casting choices uh, versus Marvel? Like, how do you feel about the Marvel casting choices that we've seen so far? Because I don't know. Like I look at Marvel now, and I can't picture anybody no, else they, in some they, of those roles, dominate. right? No, I mean, you're it's, absolutely it's right. Really you hard. know, aside from like your Hawkeyes or so on, sure. But, like, yeah. uh, but your core group, like yeah. I don't want a different Thor. I don't want a different Cap. Yeah. I don't want a different Iron Man for sure. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I um, man, I wish I was. I, I had a better answer other than like I just hearty agreement <laughs> well, because then, I really can't see um. Specifically, the 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 Avengers, the core Avengers of uh, of Downey, Ruffalo, Hemsworth, and Evans. Um, I think, and this may be blasphemous, and I, I I would accept blowback on it. The one you could replace would be Sam Jackson. Oh, I, I don't think that's no, blasphemous. That's right. I don't. I um, I think he's great. Um, but I think he's probably the most uh, replaceable. Well, you know what? He does not play Nick Fury like Nick I'd Fury like in the comics. I'd like to see Danny Trejo in that. But role. here's the thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> what about Steve Carell? Uh, here's the thing. I maybe this opinion will age horribly if people listen to this on Saturday because Nick Fury plays a huge role in Captain oh, yeah. Marvel. That's true. So maybe, like, I mean, because he's such an ancillary character. But I, I do agree with that. I do think you could see somebody else playing that role. I mean, plug in Denzel Washington. Yeah, that role it's, and, yeah. it'd be fine. What, no, it's, I, what I want to know is why, and this kind of circling back to DC here, why do they keep getting Superman wrong? Like, you how, know, I mean, Ruth, we went to uh, Henry 
Superman Returns was a weird movie. I you know I don't I didn't dislike Superman Returns. I agree. Thank you. You know it's got one of the best Superman scenes in that he. Like catches Tom that Welling plane at the shot. baseball. Tom Welling, Smallville was a Smallville great was show because it explored good. the character too of much Superman. Fluff, too many fluff episodes. They each season was like twenty, and they had yeah. like they a, had there, there was, twenty-four. There was probably like episodes. seven episodes where like ah, you know uh, that was, was all TV. Back Superman then saves the uh, I don't know homecoming dance or something. Yeah, it's a lot of fluff. Anyways, <laughs> getting <laughs> off Smallville. Getting <laughs> off Smallville. You know, I would say that I think that Henry Cavill was a great look for Superman, mm-hmm. and I'm not even mad with a yeah, with agree. a lot of the things that he the way he portrays it. I like his yeah, I like his acting. Garbage script. But his direction, his all of that fell flat on several occasions. I mean, I don't know. We can go to the Kevin Costner scene where you, are we in the spoiler territory right here with no, Man of geez. Steel? Nobody wants to see. This is a tough Superman one because like, I, mean, I don't know. I I don't really. No, think I it, don't think. Okay, yeah, well think this doesn't fine. ruin it. Uh, Papa Kent dies, just in case you've never heard of that happening ever. So his dad dies. And wait, what? He just puts the <laughs> hand up and he's like, Don't come save me. He's faster than a speeding bullet and there's a tornado. No one's looking at Pa Kent over by the car. But Dude, that is why he says, Don't come save me, though. Quick. He doesn't want to give himself away, give himself and, up. And I get that, but no one would have noticed. <laughs> He, fa- he flies fast enough to reverse the spin of the Earth. Oh, that was uh, the worst. It was. It was. <laughs> because uh, I don't think it works that, that way. The, uh, it sure does. Superman Two. That was Superman Two. Was yeah. Superman two. Man, I was worried that Justin and I would be too nerdy for this podcast, and you and Wes are really bringing it right <laughs> Thanks, now. Dave, they got it, man. Say. They're on top. Uh, don't don't forget the nerdiness at that. Uh, don't forget <laughs> yeah. the popcorn here. Uh, uh, we gave that movie three calculators <laughs> and one pocket protector. Uh, goes. Uh, it is it is interesting, and I my thing, and just to to go off of Wes's thing about Superman, I feel like everybody has their idealized vision of what Superman is and who Superman should be, and I don't know. I feel like that is one of those roles that nobody will ever be happy with somebody playing it, uh, and, and even if you go back and look at the Christopher Reeve. Uh, it, for the time being, yes, he was he was fine. It was good. Like he couldn't play Superman. Uh, like if, if like Christopher Reeve from that time period was now, like he couldn't pull off Superman. He's not an action. It's a star. different like, film. It, it, for a different film, for the campiness kind of of that Superman, yeah. he was a great pick for that. So like I just don't know if <laughs> it's a thankless role. It's it's like an Oscar host. Nobody wants to be it because all you're going to get. <laughs> it's honestly, like Jim Caviezel playing Passion of the Christ. When was the last time you heard of Jim Caviezel? That's, that's the, the first truth. time. He, <laughs> played the, he played Jesus. You're he couldn't get another role level. on the that back of huge, Jesus? That was a huge... Well, <laughs> you're gonna be well that was, that's it for me, guys. You're, you're going to be typecast. Yeah, good luck rising that career from the dead. Uh, whoa. Uh, Zing! Uh, hey, Today, <laughs> Ash Wednesday. It is Ash Wednesday. There we go. A good Lenten joke wow. for us. We're, we, it's a Lenten joke. I, I think it's good. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks when, for coming, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't don't forget to tip your uh, waitress. So, uh, th- I, I just think it's an idealized view that people have of Superman that I, I just think it's going to be one of those roles that you're going to face a ridicule. I, I think Cavill, uh, Henry Cavill's got a really big future. I thought he was really good in Fallout. That Mission Impossible He was great in it. Fantastic. And all you have to do is just bulk up and grow a mustache, and apparently uh, the Man of Steel... DC was not happy about that mustache. I would (laughs) say one thing about your commentary with this, and I think it's a little bit different. I don't think that the actor makes Superman. I think the director 
makes yeah. Superman. I think that's well said. I, I think you see it happening. You saw it happen with Batman. Yeah. I think uh, you, you see it with Spider-Man that they're making Tom Holland. He is amazing. Well, he is amazing, but they took a play actor. I mean, not taking anything away from no. him, but an unknown. And because the direction of the movie good, the writing's good, yep. it just, yeah, it helped a really good actor become great, but I think you could have done that with a... I'm sure there's a lot of really good actors well, look, that for could have sure. in there. Look at the one DC movie that I think stood out, not only in box office, but in cinema score and Rotten Tomatoes is Wonder Woman. Absolutely. And the direction was really yes. good. And Patty Gal Gadot had came from nowhere. And, and she was not known really at all. I remember looking... She killed it. Online, I was like, oh, who's going to be Wonder Woman? Gal... Got Gad- it? Dot? <laughs> what? Dot? Like... But she Pop did great. Dot. She did <laughs> he, great. It, that movie makes me feel better that I don't have a pure bias towards Marvel. Like, sure. all right, I'm not completely all Marvel, no nope. matter what DC does, because that was a really good movie. Yeah, I loved and Captain I America: The First Avenger. Into... It was great. And I thought going into Aquaman that I did actually like that too. Did and you like Aquaman? I didn't see it yet. No, two buckets. If I yeah. remember, correctly. Uh, it was. And that's I the thing. I thought, much. I thought it was casted well. It just the way it was shot. They they went back to the old the old red screen background mm. that everybody loved in uh, what was that Batman versus Superman? Yeah, yeah. And it just I thought Momoa was the right choice. I just I think it was the right choice too. They didn't give him anything. That's so shame. we we've kind of laid it all out and we've given you just the the back and forth. Uh, it all culminates on April twenty sixth with Avengers Endgame. The Captain Marvel, which I'm excited about on, on Friday. I think it just yeah. the fact that it's I've been reading a lot about it. The the fact that it's placed right in the '90s, uh, right in the heyday. We're That's gonna, our wheelhouse. I'm, I'm hearing boys. all the different uh, things coming out about it is it's just oozing with that 90s sentimentality so that's going to be a lot of fun uh and not only that but i mean i think brie larson is going to just kill it she is just such a great actress uh and i mean you got an ass uh, an ass what am i going to boston you got an ask winner over there uh, you got an oscar you got an oscar winner uh, that that is taking on that role and I, i'm really excited about it that I'm one comes out friday i want to try and get out to the movie theater i'm sure the others will too maybe you'll get a good watch we know mckenzie ruthroff will this yeah, weekend that's right that's right. So we'll we'll have uh, hopefully the review on the next pod, and we'll be able to break that down. But as... well, you're talking about a oh. few more than one Oscar winner, by the way. I just looked at this cast. Ooh. I guess uh, I didn't. Has, has Annette Bening won an Oscar? <laughs> no, she should have for not. American yeah. Beauty, though. She's what about been American nominated. president? She's been nominated. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. Oscar for that movie. Hey, man, Aaron Sorkin. Don't you talk about Sydney like that? <laughs> uh, I. I don't think there is any other one. I Marty mean, Sam Cranes Jackson's been. I think Sam Jackson's been. What nominated. about Jimon Hansu from uh, Blood Diamond? Did he oh, get, yeah. he was nominated is that for that. Amazon? Nominated, nominated, but didn't win. Wait, okay. he's in Captain Sorry. Marvel. Isn't no, he? that's all right. I mean, but he, he was, was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's in Guardians well. of the Galaxy. He's in this yeah. too. He's a he, uh, he's a member of the Kree soldiers. No, I think when you go down the list, Force. you you have some nominations, but I don't know. I didn't know those guys. Uh, were in it. I'm sorry. I I stand corrected. Uh, the uh, Anthony Hopkins in Thor has won an Oscar. Yeah, so yeah. you have That's not king. Hi, Robert yeah. Redford was in uh, Captain America. Yeah, yeah, was was true. Good call. Good call. Oh, uh, Bobby Redford. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, and Natalie Portman. Sam, oh, how did you That's forget true. Natalie Portman? I, did, I wasn't even thinking about I forget about Thor You got films. a Padme yeah. tattoo on Unless your it's forearm. Ragnarok. <laughs> so we, we here on Don't Forget the Popcorn, we always like to... 
recast a movie. And this is hard, right? What are you going to recast? How are you going to set it forward? So we're going to put a little comic book twist on this one. We're going we're gonna to go after it a little bit, and we're going to look at this, and we, we want to go a little bit different. We know these movies exist, but this is if we uh, are starting our own comic book franchise. So what we decided to do, instead of just recast one movie, we're recasting our own little universe here, and we're taking on the X-Men, because we all grew up on the incredible animated series in the 1990s, and we are just, uh, it's just, I think we all loved it, uh, and I, I'm a big fan of the X-Men movies, I think some are better than others, uh, I really like this origin story with First Class and, and all these, but I want to make sure that we are able to kind of recast and and go over all this X-Men universe. So yes. we knew we were going to... And the other thing of it, too, is we needed a big cast because there's four of us. We're not all just going to do four. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to a piece. Before the pod, when we were talking about this and getting this set, we kind of did a snake draft of characters, uh, and, and Saiyan had the first pick, then it went to Whelan, then it kind of went over to Wes, and then over to me, and then back to <laughs> Saiyan, and then snake draft that way. We, we kind of drafted our characters, and it should be a, a lot of fun that we look at that. So... Uh, it's definitely, you know, we're, we're excited to get at the X-Men here. We're excited to, to kind of break this down. Uh, obviously, it's been done uh, quite a bit. Yeah, a few six, different casts six on Six X-Men movies. Uh, well, yeah, six. The the seventh coming out with the, the Dark Phoenix. So was it first, not the, not the cut, it was, so it was the first three singer? Yeah, first uh, three. No, the first two were singer. Two. I call the third singer one is Brett th Ratner. Yes. I, I call them the McAvoys, but okay. Yeah. Rush Hour yeah. Ratner. Yeah. You can call them the McAvoys. Yeah. I mean, you can look at it in terms of like Professor well, X scale. But I think it was Matthew Vaughn, right, took over the He did the first prequel. class with yep. Matthew Vaughn. Yep. And then I don't remember who did Apocalypse or Dark Phoenix. Uh, well, Dark they they kind of lost me. What's the the second one? Was Days of Future Past? Days, Days of Future Past. Past. Excellent. Yeah. That one felt more like the comic. That felt a lot more or like that, the that comic. Felt more like the. It's uh, not like series. the story, but it no. was a lot more like the animated series, especially when they go into the future. Yes. I and this. I don't think there's been an X Men movie released either. Doesn't have to be the full ensemble. There hasn't been one release that I dislike. And that oh, even the very much him, maligned that, that no the Wolverine one where they put the oh no that one was horrible that one uh, was bad Origins? but I'm gonna be honest with you, I still enjoyed it no. for some reason I don't know if just because it had Gambit in it yeah but, Kevin Whelan's a big fan of that movie Wes you're definitely my family <laughs> so two and people like that don't movie. get me wrong it's the it's the worst yeah, of it is all. The yeah. worst. No doubt about it, one hundred percent. But I still, when it came out, I still, I still enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. I didn't know it's a ton about Deadpool, that, uh... so that didn't ruin it for me. There's no such thing as bad pizza. <laughs> there no, was I, I'm with you. I, I just, I really did not like that one because I was expecting so much more uh, because of the comic books. Yeah. And then you get Sabretooth and Leah Schreiber. What a yeah, great I thought cast for that. Yeah. yeah, and man, then they made they, him they not look like Sabretooth. What are they like, doing? I no, what a great cast! Like, oh, like in the too. singer ones, like I think they had Test from the, the WWF was uh, Sabretooth <laughs> in one of those, and he was a better Sabretooth than that. You're absolutely right. right. <laughs> the, the worst entrance song of all time to somebody <laughs> somewhere, test. somewhere. Ben David got his wheeling. I could see you smiling <laughs> over there. You know you're a Test fan. <laughs> Test and Albert, come on. So we we're gonna get right to it, and we're gonna break down the 
the the cast list here. So the first pick uh, went to Saiyan, but I think we should go in opposite order. I think because I was oh, wow. last. Don't you agree? Oh, wow. you I, like I, 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 I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, I, I feel like I feel agree. like the main event. I feel I like you want the, the main dog, event. I want the main event. I feel like you want the main event. You want your first pick. So. And I am thinking about this in terms of Marvel has the movies now. Yes. The rights. Yes. We're looking a couple, maybe even just a year or two down the road. For sure. It could be. And I we always, yeah. we always yeah. try and keep it more current with that so we're not going to say like sir anthony hopkins uh is going to be your wolverine uh you know but I, what a casting I decision skewered his liver uh, with my <laughs> whatever so here we go uh my storm i got storm uh with one of the picks i i enjoy storm uh, i think she's a fantastic character uh obviously powerful powerful right she can you know Control the elements. Uh, the elements. <laughs> the elements. <laughs> I don't know why I you know, turned into a, a, an old pizzeria guy there, but I uh, you know she I control <laughs> the elements. You don't know Storm's background. She came over here. You it's know? good fellas uh, res- residue that's still on us. But I'm trying to think uh, because I didn't think Halle Berry was a good Storm, honestly. She wasn't, because she, she wasn't African, and Storm is a queen princess of Africa. Exactly. She's, in fact, married to Black Panther in the comics. So, I, I just... Thought Halle Berry was a fantastic I thought, Storm. I, I can't believe so that. laid out. Like, she was like a B character. Well, that that's what I mean, and I, I feel like it was almost you just a... a Storm origin story? She leads no. the X-Men. Exactly. So, She's okay, like the, see, there's the oh, yeah, Captain no Marvel idea. of the X-Men. I am so excited for this because I think Saiyan is going to absolutely love this pick. I'm excited. I, You know I'm an Oscar fan. Not you geez. know I like my Oscar winners. I'm going with one Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, Oscar winner for 12 Years a Slave. She's also in Black Panther. She's been in that. So I know I'm maybe mixing Marvel Universe a Who little too much. But you know Panther? what? She would be awesome. She's, she's shown her chops. She's early on when... Is she Michonne uh, in uh, Walking no, Dead? No, oh, okay, other, that's the, what I thought for sure Michonne, you were going with. She's the love interest. Yep, yeah, ah, yeah. Okay. So I, I, think, I think she would be fantastic this because she has... Obviously, the acting chops to really flesh out such a great character like Storm, but she also has that I think a huge, quiet intensity to her. Huh. Uh, she really can portray a lot with her eyes, and with Storm, it all comes down to the eyes, right? When the storm is coming, and those the eyes, eyes go, oh, yeah. I think it's white. so important to be able to have those just those eyes that you can lose yourself in, uh, and then next thing you know, you're getting struck by lightning. Light uh, up the uh, eyes, so boys. Justin mentioned that Three she did in a couple storylines lead the X Men, and that is Lupita Nyong'o has a natural charisma of someone you can get behind. She absolutely right? does, and you know, you could even now that here's a super comic book nerd term retcon. Yes. Retcon is when you go back, you have it. You have a story. Uh, for example, Spider-Man Two had a retcon where Spider-Man was for some reason able to shoot webs out of his wrist. That's not a thing. Yeah, you so, retroactively connect the story. Thank you, Ben. Um, <laughs> but you could do that with her already being a love interest of Black Panther. However, you want to introduce the X-Men if it's some sort of gene that gets activated among all the people who are already there. I mean, she's. She's in Wakanda already. Let's just have her be. There we go. I love it. Yes. So hey, we're this executive meeting, and I'm telling you what. If we end up seeing that Marvel somehow stumbles across DFTP, and we start seeing this. uh, Yeah, yeah. I uh, put a little R and circled it next to all my uh, (laughs) cast. All rights reserved. We better. 
you know, get into the uh, casting, get those little initials next to my name. That's right. Uh, as we Any go. trademark because... companies out there want to uh, advertise? So I like it. I think we're off to a good start. I think our little uh, venture here is, uh, you know, the, the adventurous X-Men, if you will, yeah. uh, as we look at it. So Wes is going to be next. He's going to keep things with the uh, female of the group. We're going to go with Rogue. Rogue. And this, uh, like I said, it's when I'm thinking about these casts, I hate when I get one person stuck in my head because I can't move off and I think I was mentioning that you know off off pod and I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to go with her I went with from kick-ass fame Chloe Grace Moretz yeah fantastic what a great I like it pick. I like it very yes much. I mean you've seen what she can do in kick-ass very you know she's she's gonna mix it up yeah. very athletic she can fight and I thought bringing that to rogue you know she, she can she can she will fit right in with all the other X-Men. And I, and I thought, yeah, that's where I landed on. I yeah. like it. I like it a lot. I've been a big fan of her ever since... Uh, Let the right one in? Absolutely. Oh, it's yeah. a remake. See, I was going to make I a comment that, that. I don't know, wasn't sure how many people actually Come seen on. Let the right one in. I don't even know what that is. So. Oh, well. it's a remake of a vampire <laughs> See? film. Well, exactly. Shocker. The Wheeling. three guys that worked at the movie store uh, at the table know what that movie is. Come on now. Uh, that might have been one of Justin's picks. Ooh, it could. You been. were always going for those obscure ones. I feel like Captain America: The First Avenger was like four yeah, that's months. A good point. So on I guess my that's picks. not obscure at all. <laughs> I mean, when you put it by Diving Bell and the Butterfly, I thought you were getting a little too uh, over your ski. No, girl, <laughs> pearl earring. Uh, okay. All right, so there we go. I, I think we got the approval. I, that's what I was worried about: is the approval of the comic book boys. Oh, I was I terrified to get uh, that out. That, so instantly start looking at saying for like some type of look of disapproval. Don't jam the camera. We're two for. I feel like we're two for two here. So we're going to Ben next. Uh, ben, you had both Gambit and Beast. Which were? Oh, wow. Which one would you like to start off? Big with responsibility here? Well, here, Ben. So okay, only uh, give us one. Justin only give us one. Does not agree with my recasting philosophy, which is to go straight Fast and the Furious with oh, this. Oh, good. Bring them in. As possible. So uh, I did go very traditional with Beast. I wanted an older actor. I wanted someone that is able to uh, beast is often the character that uh, softens both Charles and Scott Summers when he's leading the X-Men. He is philosophical. He's light. He uh, like I said, he he bridges uh, the um, the two different forms of intensity between Scott and Logan frequently. Yeah. Or or in the same in the same uh, key between. Aurora and Gene. And I think that uh, Hugh Laurie oh, aged down. Fantastic. <laughs> Woo! That's would amazing. Be a great beast. He Coming would right be. off uh, the, what is it, the Night Watchmen? Yes. Yeah. yeah. On AMC. Yep. Oh, yep. And, and I, I thought a long time about that. I wanted to go younger, mm. but the gravity no. and, and the lightness with which he can deliver lines is the really what... Lightning He's going to be covered in blue paint. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I love it. And now, do you think they'd have to CGI him a little bit? Like, I, I mean, I guess well, well, I guess if they did it with Kelsey Grammer... <laughs> I mean, it doesn't hurt. They'd do well, it with The like, Incredible Hulk. Yeah, true. Good some point. of my favorite Beast stories are when Beast is acting as kind of the... Um, the wizard in the woods to characters like Logan or, or Scott, where he's kind of helping them unlock um, revelations about themselves. So I, I'm picturing in my version of X-Men, there's a lot of talking to beast in like libraries or on a train or in the blackbird or something. He's not really fighting a ton. 
You make him sound like to me, and I like this, but you like he sounds like the uh, the dishwasher in the movie Waiting. He just hangs <laughs> yeah, out in the back, totally. and you're like, you go to him. He's your sage. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's so, the he, that's the dishwasher in uh, in Waiting. If you're gonna <laughs> English major it up, is the Wizard in the Woods. That's right. I hate to uh, I hate to pat Beautiful. ourselves on the back here, but I think we're three for three. We I, are three. For I three think right we now. are rolling. So that brings us to Mr. Justin Sayan with. Jean Grey, uh, who, I mean, we already know Sophie Turner is the one right now. I think this is the most important cast. Because, I mean, and that's what we're, we're already seeing that movie go. So I'm really excited to see where you're going to go with this. Because I, I, I'm not going to lie. I thought I had Jean Grey most of this week. <laughs> uh, so I was trying to think of a good Jean Grey. Uh, and then I went back and looked and saw that I had Storm. And uh, luckily, uh, old good old Lupito uh, came right into the head right away. So, Furiously uh, Googling serious yeah. black women actors. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. Lupita. So uh, when, I, when I think about Jean Grey, you know, and you say it's an important casting, it really, really is. A lot of the, you know, she's Omega level. She's top, top, top telekinetic. She's got a whole other host of uh, abilities as well, but you need someone. I, I went young. I went young. Um, now, if anybody has seen the movie Hannah, perhaps oh, I know the Lovely Bones or newer uh, yep. Mary Queen of Scots, yes. or one movie that Perfect if bit. you haven't seen it before, I highly recommend it, and this is where I got the main casting. It's called How I Live Now. I'm excited to see if you're going to pronounce the name correctly. Shersha Ronan. Ooh, you sure yes, did. Just I did. SNL. Yes, yes, dude, she is fantastic. Yeah. She is an amazing actress, because what I want from my Jean Grey, she has to show me nothing but that fight for life attitude, but she also has to have this this softer sweetness to her character that she can dip into just as much as she can engulf herself in that phoenix. And when you see Lady Bird, I mean she can get hot. Yeah. Like she can oh, get yeah. really angry. And I think that she would be a great pick for that role. Or if she you've seen Hannah when she was an assassin. I mean, she's to me, she's cerebral. She's quietly cerebral. I think it's yeah. just a I like you call him back pick. to Hannah, by the way. Yeah. I love it's, that movie. A series coming out on Amazon, too. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a really good choice. And Justin, the, the thing that I think is really important is that Gene needs to be someone that you're afraid of, but you also want to protect at the yes. same time. That's a and great I think way that, to put like, it. That's a really good duality that I think that actress can probably maintain. Nice. Boy, and that is Ladybird, right? Yeah. <laughs> Something I think you're afraid of, and uh, but also want to protect at the same time. I think that's yeah. well put. Man, four for four, boys. I could derail everything. Uh, you can get a hold of me, Marvel. Uh, yeah. My phone number is 989. <laughs> I mean, now, granted, this budget is going to be absolutely preposterous. But, I mean, every, any X-Men budget. They're all preposterous. They're going to have to be, uh, especially if you look at a uh, little side Dave, here. you have our highest dollar actor right now, right, with Nuango. <sighs> I could, yeah, that that probably is not too far Don't off. Don't worry, though. I'm keeping our budget low with my next. Oh, one. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> hey, these are dream casts. These are swinging for the fences. I really struggled with uh, I, my next one. Sorry, is Professor X, Charles Xavier, uh, and well, been really well cast lately. Yes, I, that, and that's the why I struggle. Of the like they're the two for is it two for two? Two for two. Yeah. Two for two. Yeah. I, I could not agree with that more because I, I don't know if there was a more perfect choice to especially especially start out that franchise with Brian Singer. And this was there wasn't a lot of superhero movies mm-hmm. out before that. No, uh, Patrick Stewart. What I mean, just the gravitas. John Luke. I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. 
uh, and he even looked like the comic. I mean, he looked Spot like the, yeah. the animated it's series. Absolutely amazing. Picture perfect. And I really, I scoffed at James McAvoy at first being cast. But then when you see First Class and you see all the others, I think he's he fantastic. I didn't. I think Fassbender brings out the best in him. Yes. Well, no mistake, like the most important actor in the current X-Men Yes, series. agreed. I mean, Fassbender is great in it but i didn't think i realized how incredible of an actor mcavoy is yeah. this this x-men really kind of introduced me do it to you they really atonement did, uh, forrest whitaker there wasn't it yeah <laughs> but it, well there's, there's that movie with uh tim oliphant and michael b jordan and uh mcavoy that's about them well, i like to the cast women. what do we got here and zach efron's in it it's called like 17 again stand or something <laughs> what that it's, sounds like a great is, cast it is. It's not a great movie. I, I'm an Efron guy. Yeah, I I'm also an Efron guy. I know it sounds weird, but he has been in some movies where he's actually high school really good. musical one, high school musical <laughs> two. High, oh man, it was some the aforementioned seventeen again. And, it was like him and uh, Miles Teller and Michael yeah. B. Jordan. That movie. It was like a. It was like a romantic oh, comedy, well, but it was, was good. All right. It was. Let's, I, I can was we not get off on a... Uh, oh, man, it's like how to be single or something like that? Or something. But anyways. Yeah, right. Right. That was a good How movie. did we go down that rabbit hole? Yeah, I don't the know. Oh, yeah, sorry. It was, it was James McAvoy. But, uh, so I struggled because I need... I need <laughs> How do you I need more how Tucci? Do you, how do you tap, how do you top Patrick Stewart? How do you top the, these great casting choices? So I'm swinging for the fences. I need somebody that is cerebral. That's obviously important. Does that mean bald? I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if they necessarily have to be in this case. No, I know that's the way they're pictured, and I know that's and this guy could still pull it off. But I need somebody that is going to be able to be smart. That's going to be able to be a chameleon in any of his roles and you got it christopher mince plots no i've oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. My. <laughs> I had to i had to i wanted to beat you to the punch oh man we gotta get him on the show i i had to do that no honestly though and i i think this is gonna get blowback from you guys but i i'm swinging for the fences i know he is just retired recently but i want mr daniel day lewis as my professor oh, X. Oh, wow. I that is a swing for the fence. I pictured him cleaning the knife. And, uh, well, wow. you, you like have him from, as... like, the Logan storyline? Yes. I love it. That, yeah. like, post-apocalyptic, like, a grittier. I I want a little bit of that, but I, he obviously can pull off the gravitas. But, I mean, he's he's able to be a chameleon in whatever he has because you think of Bill the Butcher. Because it's not Daniel Day-Lewis. That's all you I never think Daniel of Day Bill, Lewis. Bill Bill exactly. And, and you think of... I'll drink your milkshake. Uh, you, you'll think of that, but but then he follows that up with Lincoln, which is so quiet and reserved, mm-hmm. and and just totally blending to that. Or I haven't seen the whole movie, but I've seen parts. The Phantom Thread, another reserved. So I mean, you're talking about a guy that's going to blend into whatever he can. So I want somebody that's going to be a heavyweight. To, to go with these other heavyweights that were already I can't, out. I can't believe so you think going DDL. out on a limb is Danny. The, arguably Not one of limb. the best actors. No, 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 I like Gravitas. Is Meryl Streep your storm? No, I know. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm going out on a limb because I wasn't sure if you guys would see him as the fit for that because of what you said right away. You think of Bill the Butcher. Uh, you think, hey. Wolverine yeah. on New York. Uh, as, well, as, you know what you say. You say that, but I think the reason I agree with you so much is that you know you say he he he's a chameleon. He goes into he is Bill the Butcher. He's every single character he yes. plays. 
Last of the Mohicans. However, like if you think about it in terms of like certain other actors, if I see Tom Cruise, I'm like, oh, here's this Tom Cruise movie, and he's but if running, I see and he's something running. else, no daylight, he's always running. Should I have cast Tom Cruise just to no. see him try to run in the wheelchair? <laughs> just super just like, fast wheeling. Why well, he's done it? I guess uh, on Days of Thunder, he sprinted in a wheelchair. Oh, that's so there right. You go. We could have seen it. Sorry. Oh, well done, um, Tom. Well done, Justin. For the comic book nerds that are going to be listening to this, though, yeah. that Daniel Day Lewis casting. You start thinking about like the Charles Xavier we've seen that's had to make some of the harder decisions to like erase people from timelines to, uh, you know, like very kind of he wipes surgically collective wipe minds. Yeah. yeah. Th- then th- that's where the maybe McAvoy could do it, but I think Stewart's too gentle of an actor. Yes. Like, you want an Illuminati, Professor X. Yeah, and um, and Daniel Day Lewis would have the the sinister nature in him to do Ooh. to do some of that. I so, don't even know if it's a sinister, but I think it's, you know, he doesn't want to do it. It's a sacrifice, and it's something that he's going to carry with him internally. Yeah, like he has to feel that sure. pain. He, he didn't necessarily want to break the rabbits. <laughs> it was a George. <laughs> no, he did. <laughs> Do I uh, do I get the stamp of approval then? With you that? get a big stamp. Of Excellent. Approval. All right. Big good. Stamp. I mean, not you get our, two stamps of our, approval. Our budget. Our budget. No, the budget is no concern here. They're gonna. They're blank checks. <laughs> they're, for this is green lit. Forty-five million dollars. Disney blank baby. Check. It's, it's Disney. Yeah, they got all the money. They're blank a monopoly. That mouse checks. is loaded. Which Disney also made that movie blank check. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Uh, West Tone Loke. We get Shout ooh, out. yeah, a little funky cold Medina making an appearance on the pod. It's about time. Uh, Cyclops is yours, Wesley. Who did you uh, go with? Well, I was ready to do a deep dive on blank check. No, oh, no. that's a different. That's a different. <laughs> Mister Macintosh. That's a this different. Particular pick is has the highest uh, like likelihood of Justin turning over a yes. desk. In oh, I'm judging. Yes. I can't wait. <laughs> like, a lot of pressure really? on your big guy. See, a lot I, of pressure. I honestly didn't think this was that highly pressured up. Oh, and that, look oh, at it that. Is. that really? All right. Just this is, is, I'll go into this in a minute, but all right, I can't. This is who I, this is, Cyclops, well, man. here's the thing. I have a particular... <laughs> I have a right. set of skills? Yeah, a particular set of skills. Is it Liam Neeson? No, it's... Like I look at Cyclops, I guess in a like I, how Marsden was cast, and I actually thought he was a really good Cyclops as yeah. far as the yeah. look. Yeah. For I agree. The look. And yeah. so the look. I guess He's I'm going for look. that. Again. And who I went look. with, and I'll be curious if you'll recognize the name, is Jensen Ackles no from way! Supernatural. I I um I like the person you're casting. I don't know about Cyclops, but I get it. I get so it. Supernatural, he had a cup of coffee on Dawson's Creek as uh, the Jen Lindley uh, love interest. He was also in Smallville. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. But yeah, Jensen Ackles is who I went as far for my Cyclops. I felt like he fits the look. He's got the build of a, you know, He's got the build of a superhero, I guess. Broad Justin, shoulders, no, good looking sure. chap. He voiced Red Hood in Under the Red Hood. Yes, he did. See, he's got the comic did, which book. Which is another chops. amazing thing. You know, so, so pick apart my my Eccles. <laughs> I only have one big pick apart there, uh, and this is one thing that I think that the comic books got wrong. The thing about Jensen Eccles that is great about your pick is that the best way to see Scott Scott Summers is that he is a quarterback. He yeah. is, he's like six Great foot, point. he's like six foot four, six foot yeah. five in the books. And he was a, he was a, he was and a sports star and like he Eccles lost all that. But he's got, I, 
when I watch Supernatural, I would follow Dean. It's like Cops has brown right. eyes and Eccles Dude, has you give blue him, eyes. Yeah, well, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> but, like, he's got that command. He, mm-hmm. You know, he makes all the big decisions. He shoulders all that weight all the time. He's really He's got good. a physical presence. Can I tell you who I crossed off? Yes, absolutely. And I crossed him off specifically because of height. When I seen he was 5'10", I'm like, well, you can't be Cyclops. You're way too short. I, w- I had Ryan Quatton from True Blood. I like that too. Jason Stackhouse down, and I'm like, ah, you just you couldn't, you didn't make the cut for me. You're too short. Eccles about five more inches, so I'm doing the. Uh, you know, How tall it's, is Jason Eccles? Six four. He's six four. So it's combine season. Wow, I, I thought took he was the height shorter than that. Ooh, hand size. Then is that going to be able to be a quarterback. Yeah. Well, Does he look good in shorts? The, the measurables are coming in here. Dude. All right. Yeah. I got you. What's a shuttle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three cone was off the charts. Like shoots the cones right. off. Uh, but they were cones. They were cones. All right. Now, I would have said the most pressure would be on Mr. Ben Whelan because for me personally, Whoa. this was my favorite character. Is, I loved Gambit. You, you How has he not made well. it into any movie? I mean, I, he was Well, in, they were going to make the Gambit was t- movie. Taylor Kitty yeah. was in him. Yeah. Was him. Was Channing Tatum was going to play him. Yeah, that's right. That died. So, Dave, get like your Google uh, thing open here. Oh, all right. I, um, I'm ready. I am the, casting gender-bending. I'm concerned now. Summer Glau as Gambit. Oh, I absolutely know who that is. Who is Summer Glau? Give me some movies. Firefly. And the oh, film's running. Yes. Okay. So what you want, what I want from Gambit is someone that's able to portray a kind of world-weary sadness. I want someone who's a physically intense actor. I like the Gambit that is a little bit more acrobatic, the thief Gambit. Yeah. Um, and I want someone that's from the South. And Summer Glau is, uh, her normal accent is uh, Georgian, I believe. Georgian. No, Savannah Drone. Uh, sorry, San Antonio. I, I can't believe you're going female on this. I mean, so, isn't it enough? We already have Captain Marvel coming out. Another. <laughs> <laughs> so Gambit and Justin, I like. We never really got to get into this that much. But one of the reasons I was really, I wanted Gambit to be a woman, is that growing up in the South, with like that kind of voodoo adjacent culture, like Gambit did in the 90s comic books and the 90s cartoon show that like really informed the character for me for sure i i thought that he was like probably the most overtly sexual character in the in the cartoon and i wanted to see a woman harness that he's like x-men's boomhauer from king of the hill (laughs) (laughs) a little bit (laughs) why why hasn't why hasn't gambit made an appearance in any x-men i don't understand he's he's probably universally one of the more liked X-Men characters. His power set is all over the place. It is. Yeah, tell me you, can't, you can't do the card exploding thing on the screen? And he has no famous stories, Justin. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, he's in a lot of famous stories, but he has no famous stories, I think, that where he's, like, the, the fulcrum. I can't think I, of a single one. I can think of one where he plays big parts, but it's always somebody else's story. See, I don't think that matters a whole lot, though, because I can't tell you a big Cyclops backstory, but I, I know can I tell like you the character. Well, I know yeah, you can their tackles. But... And uh, it, I think, Wes, to continue on your point, the the trend in comic book movies is to adapt the most famous stories. Sure. And there, like, so the fact that there isn't a famous Gambit story is is a, a hard deal breaker. Well, you know, you look at the Marvel MCU, and they keep coming up with these dimes. Maybe they can just 
create their own, hopefully, yeah. down the I road. But it's going to take time. It's going to take time. I just don't see how backstory or stuff like that would really has that much of a bearing on it. I mean, you see Scarlet Witch making their way in there. Uh, Hawkeye yeah. is in Marvel. I mean, does anybody yeah. know about those characters before well, they showed up in the Avengers? Outside of, obviously... Well, you're layman. You know, not in the films. Yeah. Not in the films. And I do think that... Th- th- with that kind of character, seeing how it was so badly treated in that, what is it? It was the Wolverine X Men Origins, yeah. right? Was Boy, that was discarded? If instantly. they didn't have a home run the way they did with that Deadpool script, they didn't want to mm. do an injustice to sure. those characters that don't have ready-made stories. And that's smart. Now, my my if that uh, is the case. I do my appreciate silver medal that, then, yeah. in this casting. Oh, silver medal. I like it. She was too old. Another sheet. Dame Ooh. Judi Dench. Wait, no, who? Diane Kruger. Oh, Diane right. Kruger. Glorious yeah. Bastards. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. I, ju- I just really like her charm and her energy. If there's one thing that uh, that was ticking against me for Summer Glau, it's that I'm not positive she's a great dialogue actress. And that's cool. going to be important with your uh, yeah. your gumbo. Yep. And... No, I, 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 I mean, but like, you're absolutely right. It is a right. pick than, uh, than Hugh Laurie. Mon no, I, 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 I see like I'm a Mon ami. Oh man, that would be a beast. I, I feel be like you don't want too much star. Play. You're like you want someone relatively unknown. We got Jensen Eccles in here. We're fine. We're bringing it down <laughs> a piece. Like, Matthew McConaughey is gonna play Matthew McConaughey's version of of Gambit. <laughs> Like Which he's is not going to be like Hemsworth or uh, Evans was to those characters. No, I, like I do playing... understand. There's something to the the unknown. But you see well, Ben Foster here's the chance. Here's the chance. Let's go with. Uh... Ooh, yeah, actually, it's good. That's that'd be pretty interesting too. I, I like it though. You're getting a little something different. I, I yeah, I like it, it flip into the female. Uh, it's it's very interesting and and it evens it out. It evens out what we have here with our numbers as well. But here we go. The number one pick was Wolverine. Yes, uh, it was. We, we think of Hugh Jackman uh, as Wolverine, but I think you want to change our mind. Uh, and let's see. Should we sharpen our animantium yeah. claws for this pick? I think you absolutely <laughs> should. I would say that just you might think of him as Wolverine, but I'm pretty sure Justin thinks of him as a uh, five foot six. Australian singing Nancy boy who never should have been given the part in the first place. First of all, he's six foot five and Jackman. I look at Jackman the same way Dr. Cox from Scrubs looked at Jackman. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. I don't need him. You know, and he did it. He, you know, I'm going to take a lot of heat from this from anybody who comments on the pod. But to be fair, Peters is going to come at you pretty hard. To be fair, Hugh Jackman did a great job as an actor in that movie. However, the Wolverine you got in those films is not the Wolverine from the books, hardly at all. Are you talking about the singers? Are we? Are we going? We're going to. The, I'm talking about the singers. Oh, okay. Um, when I think about Wolverine, and you know, I I stand at a very uh, modest, somewhere between five foot nine, five foot ten. So I personally identify with a shorter superhero who takes on the bigger bad guys. But but this is what I'm saying. I think you know the one of the wonderments of being a fan of comic books is you supplant yourself into that role. You see yourself swinging through the streets or you put yourself in that situation like, what would Batman do in this? Like, I'm making just a random decision kind of thing. You place yourself in the character, and I think that that's somewhat important. So I don't think, when I'm looking at the MCU, that they're going to do Wolverine right away. No. And I think that that's perfect to let some time pass. Oh, you have to. You need a gestation period so that you can bring in Kit Harrington, John Snow. Done. Oh, I 
I as Wolverine. Vince. He's about five foot eight. You know nothing. You know he can put on masks. He's got that. He can have that growly, yeah. gravelly voice. He's got the facial hair for it. And when he takes his time away from Game of Thrones and does some indie flicks and comes back and puts on those claws, you're actually right. I tell you what, they I think he need, would be fantastic because it's got to have time some away, clout. And the character Wolverine needs time away from the screen, so they actually it's it. Boy, nicely done because that Which, might be a perfect marriage on the. Uh, I love it, and I, I will say that I had Jensen Eccles as a uh, silver medal for that list. No, it was really? so cocky. Yeah, I thought Eccles. I played into the cockiness. That's what I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Like, give me some Dean Winchester. Well, how is Eccles getting so much play on this? Because he's amazing. <laughs> Why is he not in more movies? <laughs> well, he's stuck in Supernatural for a decade. You guys your family videos. <laughs> oh, we're probably going to cut that one out. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't part of uh, Neil Gaiman's Sandman? Yeah, that was <laughs> He didn't allow that? Well, so there you have it. Uh, there you have the list, and that, that I think it's a good list. I, I think it's a very interesting uh, list that we, we look at in, in different casting choices. As always, we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear uh, what you would recast in some of these roles. Uh, it's it, it's going to be interesting to hear what you think of yeah. the X-Men and where, where you'd want to be. The also, also, the other thing that we want to hear from you, the DC versus Super. Uh, I'm sorry. The DC versus Marvel debate. What do we want to see there? Where, where do we look at, at at that part of it? So there's a lot that we you know covered. There's a lot that we went over. Uh, you know, it was a lot of fun to break this down. Uh, you know, as we kind of finish up, uh, Mr. Ben Wheeland, uh, any closing remarks that you'd like to make? It's just an absolute pleasure getting to come on to a podcast like this and talk about the things that really get my needle uh, pinned culturally. Um, I really do think that breaking into the Oscar race, uh, the way Black Panther did being the movie it was, uh, was like one of the most important things in like an English major that grew up reading comic books. Like that was so cool to see that, to have finally, um, a critical assembly acknowledge that what I knew was quality art for my entire life is quality art. You know, like the little kid reading uh, the dark Knight returns with a flashlight under his bed in sixth grade <laughs> was, uh, was very tickled when the nominations came out. No, I... So, so yeah, it was awesome. I loved, um, I mean, anytime I can, I can sit down and really, uh, really dig into some nerd culture with with any of you three is really fun and uh, i gotta say that you know just coming on here and hearing wes's voice live was an absolute (laughs) it's a treat being able to when when you can make that little cackle uh you know after a a line that you make you feel like you've done some good in this world that's right Uh, but no we we appreciate you being here and and saying i'm going to give you the floor good a good sir what any closing thoughts out of you anytime i get to talk comics I'm super happy. So, I mean, this has been a great opportunity and fun. And just for the listeners out there, I know we're going a little bit long into this one, but I did write down a couple things. You know, a lot of people, they can't catch up on comics. Sure. Who can buy all those things? There's a couple YouTube channels out there. And I want to give you guys some, just if you are interested in this kind of thing, Comics Explained as well as Comic Storian. So it's comic, Hmm. but then Storian like Historian. They are awesome. They do full rundowns. Like they will take an 
like a comic book and they will show you the pages and they'll do they oh, have they cool. have awesome wow. voices and they read the books for you and if you guys want something funny you can go to Yeah, <laughs> you can go to uh, Mr. Sunday Movies if you want some comedy with that and one I really just got into is called Nando N A N D O versus Movies V Movies he did this four arc of rewriting Justice League and Man of Steel and they are genius takes on these Very things. Very cool. Uh, no, I I appreciate that. It's always a good way to, to catch up, especially when you have somebody OCD like myself that feels like if <laughs> I, I can't just start at issue 72, uh, I would have to go back to the beginning, and it's it's it would just be too much. I'd be getting graphic novels all over the place, as you can see the Walking Dead compendiums oh, over yeah. there. <laughs> uh, but it is we, we appreciate having both of you guys on. It's, it's so much fun to just have uh, other experts on and you guys hit it out of the park with uh, kind of giving us some of that depth of knowledge that we didn't have and uh wes you do you have any closing thoughts as yeah, we wrap it, up it's uh it was awesome to hear this uh perspective from ben and saying because i love comic book movies yeah. never was a big comic book guy i'm with you so i never thought it was that important for it to follow along the sure. comic book books and never really was a huge thing for me and it's it's cool to hear the you know the the inside slant if you will from these guys you know the different storylines and backstories so yeah this was awesome a good time for sure yeah it's, it's it, really nice to hear that you had stuff to do in high school Wes yeah <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far we were playing NCA 99 quite a bit uh but you know we we want to hear from you guys like we said uh follow us on Facebook uh Michigan Podcasting Network on Twitter at DFTP Movie Pod. Get to us there. A uh, little tease for next week. We're back to kind of our regularly scheduled programming. We're bucket listing next week. Uh, I think we're going hunting, right? Yeah. Maybe a little goodwill hunting, if you will. Hey, it's uh, not your it's fault, not your fault. <laughs> it's not. Uh, don't you say that to me. Don't you say that. I, I'm sure <laughs> that, that that's going to be already up for a uh, line of the movie. or maybe Chuck, seeing I got movie, a double so. burger. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be good. So uh, for Dave McPeak, Mr. Ben Whelan, Mr. Justin Sane, and, of course, Mr. Wes Ledesma, uh, the bucket is definitely empty and Hey, looking forward to getting it filled this Friday at Captain Marvel. Uh, have a great week, everybody, and we will see you back here next week.